0: If it's that simple, just get it over with. with. Did they already <laughs> find out? The girl has a lawyer.
1: He should pay for it. His car insurance is going to go up. And <laughs> look, he feel I'm sure he feels like a moron about it. Okay, I would too. Believe it at that. Why do we have to be it's so fine. outraged? He dropped out of his own the God tournament God because. He's going to become the spokesman for whatever kind of car he has, and talk about their great airbags and make fifty million. They didn't. Apparently, his off. wife he pulled, pulled him out the back of the car. They didn't
0: go off. That's that's why <laughs> they think it's a staged accident. He drove in under thirty-three miles an hour. Come on.
1: All right. Well, that'll do it for today's extra points. Thanks for tuning in here on WCBN. But we'll be back tomorrow with the daily sports report Thursday as well, and Friday game of the week with michigan volleyball but for everyone in the studio i'm rushi saying good night and go blue you
0: are listening to wcbn fm ann arbor the sports department would like to thank you for your continued support of the university of michigan student radio Moss knocks over to Cambolini, winds up and he scores! Jeff Cambolini lets a laser go from the near side circle and the Wolverines take a 1-0 lead off the rocket, off the stick of Jeff Cambolini.
1: Crosby, wrap your troubles and dreams, take four. Castles may tumble, that's made after all, life's really funny that way. Sang the wrong melody, we'll play it back, see what it sounds like, hey, hey. Cut out eight bars, the dirty
0: bastard.
1: <laughs> and I didn't know which eight bars he was going to cut. Why don't somebody tell me these things around here? Holy Christ, I'm going off my nuts.
0: <clears throat> uh, the last bastion of Freeform, WCBN-FM and Ava. Sounds like a bunch of left-wing hippies to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, that mic is on. The mic's now. on. Oh, my God. Turn off the mic.
1: Well, good evening, and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim Dwyer. Usually, uh, I think with a holiday week, things would be kind of quiet. But, oh, boy, Somalian pirates, huh? Honduran elections, Uruguay, the economy rumbles on, we have this mess in Dubai, we've got Iranian saber-rattling, Copenhagen coming up, and of course the Afghanistan speech tomorrow night by Barack Obama. Um, We down here on Gray Matters, of course, are not going to agree with the troop increase, we did accurately predict, however, a couple of months ago that Obama would not acquiesce to the full McChrystal uh, request of 40,000 troops, and apparently the number is going to be something like 30,000, with Obama uh, lobbying hard with uh, NATO allies and others uh, to add more troops. But uh, the Coalition of the Willing isn't going to be very willing. Uh, Britain announced today that they're going to add 500 troops. Well, the Dutch
0: are talking about withdrawing the 1,300 troops that they have yeah. in the southern province in Afghanistan. So,
1: And we know that our friends to the north, the Canadians, have wearied of the war. In fact, they've actually lost a greater percentage of their troops relative to their population than the United States. Um, an example of their commitment to American foreign policy goals. Obviously, Afghanistan's uh, escalation is flawed. Um, Any rational person can uh, understand that 30,000 extra troops are really going to be kind of a counterinsurgency light, to paraphrase a military expert. And uh, when you uh, examine the cost of uh, basically a million dollars per troop, that this is going to cost an additional $30 billion with uh, very unclear goals, um, we'll just have to give Barack Obama a brain damage award. Um, Obviously, he boxed himself into a corner on this, and he inherited four big messes from the Bush administration, escalating health care costs that... uh, Congress is going to bandy about probably for another couple of months. And whatever comes out of Congress isn't going to be all that great of a product at the end of the day. The Iraq War, which uh, is one area of uh, some improvement uh, under Obama and towards the end of the Bush administration, even though the reasons for this are uh, multifaceted. And, uh, of course, the economy. And he's got a jobs fair coming up, uh, or jobs summit meeting later in the week, and uh, most of your uh, economic experts are predicting a sort of waggling recovery, nothing robust uh, anywhere in the pipeline unless uh, a larger uh, stimulus package is uh, forthcoming. And because of the problems with the Blue Dog Democrats as it relates to health care, and the additional expenses involving uh, involving this uh, Afghanistan uh, escalation. Coming up with uh, additional money for a, uh, a uh, stimulus package or a jobs program, whatever you want to call it, um, seems like it will be fairly parsimonious as well.
0: <coughs> yeah, costs are uh, mounting, and in fact there's already discussion about how to where to find a way to raise taxes, a place to raise taxes, to actually pay for this. Um, we can talk about that in a moment, but you mentioned economic factors. Uh, there's another economic angle here, too, um, and that's that Army recruitment is, is way up. But another uh, component is the number of civilians that are going to be uh, heading into Afghanistan as well, and that's probably the best possible approach. But you mentioned uh, Obama kind of boxing himself in, <clears throat> and I can only hope that he hasn't taken too much advice from uh, Zbigniew Brzezinski, mm-hmm. who has uh, often opined on these matters of late. Of course, he's an old hand in the region, and in fact, it's largely his uh, stupid policies vis-a-vis working with the Mujahideen, thinking that that was a force the U.S. could control uh, for, pro- for anti-Soviet ends. Um, have proven to be uh, catastrophic in retrospect.
1: <laughs> yeah, because the actual factual uh, information is is that the United States got involved in Afghanistan under the Carter administration with Brzezinski heading the charge of the Light Brigade, and this is yeah. the beginning. This this dates back to July of seventy nine, which actually preceded the Soviet invasion of Afghanistan. Uh, in no way, shape, or form was the Soviet invasion of Afghanistan justified, but the Soviet invasion of Afghanistan was uh, related to um, complex uh, geo uh, global concerns as well as their sort of irrational uh, response to the Iranian Revolution. Mm-hmm. They were worried about their own Muslim uh, population because, if you'll recall, the former Soviet Union had something like 70 to Eighty million Muslims in their uh, country, and they were worried about the spread of uh, Islamic fundamentalism into the their own region and indeed, there was a sort of spectacular bombing this weekend uh, in yeah. russia yeah. uh probably uh, but not not. Completely, uh, uh, with the Chechens uh, to blame, it's possible that this may have been uh, orchestrated by Russian nationalists or, quote, ultra-nationalists. It'll be interesting to see how the Soviet response to this uh, terrorist uh, bombing of the train in uh, Russia um, unfolds.
0: Well, there's an interesting article by Daniel Dombey in uh, Financial Times uh, last weekend's edition about a— Dilapidated Training Center in Indiana. Uh, a place called Camp Atterbury Muscatatuck. If you've ever heard of that place, you're one step ahead of me. Um, it's Is that an outpost from the French and Indian War perhaps? <laughs> it's must be. That's Camp Atterbury Muscatatuck. It's in Indiana. Uh, as recently as last week, it was used to simulate a nuclear attack on Indianapolis for training purposes, folks. Uh, that sounds a little bit like military busy work to me, but At the moment, it's being used to create a sort of Afghani bubble in Indiana for people, civilians, to train at, to uh, train in social customs, Mm -hmm. to speak the language. And, of course, that's really an area of huge importance, as we've stressed over and over again down here over the years. Um, So this is an interesting project, and one hopes a productive one, but it's a part of a lesser-known aspect of Obama's uh, likely announcement of uh, troop enhancement, uh, and that is the civilian surge, as it's being called by Daniel Dombey in this article. The U.S. president is not just considering how many more troops to send to Afghanistan. He's also ramping up non-military officials uh, from just 320 in January of this year to a planned total of 974 by year's end. And, of course, this raises questions about... uh, how to protect them, mm-hmm. uh, what level of exposure will they face in the field? How far out a field will they go well uh fortunately, the hard times are boom times for army recruiting, so uh maybe this is one way that uh people can find some work uh this seems uh, not unrelated here just I'm not suggesting conspiracy or obviously anything like that, but uh worth noting that um this year marked the Pentagon's best ever recruiting effort since 1973, the year the U.S. military became an all-volunteer force. This is the first time in 36 years that the military has met all of its recruiting goals. Um, a couple of years ago, remember, uh, there was a lowering of standards. Mm-hmm. Didn't need to be a high school graduate. Criminal records were okay. Uh, the caliber of uh, inductees has uh, gone way up. Uh, Some 95% of the Army's recruits had high school diplomas this year uh, compared to only 83% in 2008. And bonuses are being increased. So it's unfortunate that uh, this is what people have to resort to, you know, signing up with almost a dead certainty of being sent out to war simply for economic reasons rather than, you know, World War II people enlisted because Pearl Harbor had been attacked, fascism was expanding. I'm not quite sure people feel the same way uh, about the Afghanistan war that they did about that war.
1: Yeah, and that's one of the problems. Afghanistan, let's remember, is a landlocked uh, nation state, and it's very vaguely a nation state. It's basically a tribal warlord society. Um, The United States is not going to lose to the Taliban militarily. Uh, We have air power. We have naval power. Uh, They move troops with donkeys and Toyotas.
0: Toyota pickups.
1: And they're very small, uh, out. you know, very small sort of guerrilla units that the United States comes into combat uh, combat with. But it's this, uh, you know, uh, Obama, I think, will wisely avoid any of the uh, euphemisms that the Bush administration used to characterize uh, Iraqi war policy like clear, hold, and build. Hopefully we won't hear that. Um, increasing um, educational and say agricultural aid to Afghanistan strikes me as a as a good way to go. The one g- silver lining of what I've heard so far leaked out is that Obama is apparently going to make clear, and obviously the escalation's happening, this uh, speech is being given at West Point, um, is that uh, he, it's not an open-ended commitment. So while there will be no firm deadlines or timetables, apparently there will be benchmarks uh, we're being informed. But it's interesting, you know, um, uh, Frank Rich in his uh, October 11th column in attacking uh, uh, McCain and (laughs) Joe Lieberman for uh, advocating escalation in Afghanistan, um, starts his column off, let's be clear, those who demanded that America divert its troops and treasure from Afghanistan to Iraq in 2002, 2003, when there was no al-Qaeda presence in Iraq bear responsibility for the chaos in Afghanistan that ensued. Now they have the nerve to imperiously and tardily demand an increase in the 60,000 strong presence in Afghanistan to clean up their mess, even though the number of al-Qaeda insurgents there has dwindled to fewer than 100, according to the president's national security advisor, James Jones, General James Jones. Uh, He writes that the Congressional Research Service estimates that the war was running $2 billion, $2.6 billion a month in Pentagon expenses alone, even before Obama added 20,000 troops this year. Surely fiscal conservatives like McCain and Graham, who rant about deficits being, quote, generational theft, have an obligation to explain what the added bill to an Afghanistan escalation will cost and where the additional money will come from. Uh, that would require uh, them to use the dread word sacrifice and higher taxes – when they want us to believe that this war, like Iraq, will be cost-free. The real troop numbers are similarly elusive, preemptively railing against the prospect of half-measures by Obama. Lieberman asked Andrea Mitchell rhetorically last week whether it would be, quote, real counterinsurgency or counterinsurgency light, but the measure Lieberman endorses, McChrystal's 40,000 additional troops, is itself counterinsurgency light. In his uh, definitive recent field manual on the subject, uh, General David Petraeus stipulates that real counterinsurgency requires 20 to 25 troops for each 1,000 residents. That comes out to conservatively 640,000 troops for Afghanistan, population 32 million. Some 535,000 American troops couldn't achieve a successful counterinsurgency in South Vietnam which had half Afghanistan's population and just over a quarter of its land mass. That's the strategic argument against this. And, uh, you know, the the fact that these uh, that um, Karzai had these incredibly flawed elections recently suggests that there is no reliable halfback for the quarterback to hand the ball <laughs> off to, um, to, uh, you know, talk about This other proposal that's being articulated by, uh, shall we say, um, some members of the Senate Armed uh, Services Committee, like Jack Reed and Carl Levin, who are suggesting that the surge in Afghanistan be an Afghan surge. Fine, but uh, we talked uh, extensively last week uh, showing that that, uh, 15,000 troops are required just to train more Afghan troops at some level. So you're, you're not really talking here about much of a, quote, surge. Yeah. It's it's really a token gesture in a way. And, uh, it, you know. And it's going to be too little to please the right-wing contingent
0: who are always railing against any Democratic president for being weak sure. militarily. Uh, and the other cliche is the tax and spent Democrat. And there's a responsibil- uh, responsibility aspect to that. So to see... Uh, Uh, obey and levin already saying you know well there's going to be a tax there'll have to be a tax because we're going to have to pay for this um that's of course fiscally responsible but it's going to be attacked and that brings me to the other problem with this uh afghanistan decision of obama's is okay it's not going to be a winner i don't want to condemn it before it begins but seems very likely to be a loser on the ground but there's also going to be political fallout here
1: yeah um Let's face it. I mean, the, the facts are basically the American public is split on this escalation. But Obama's problem is, is that the people that oppose it are essentially his base. And the people that yeah. support it, 95 percent of them aren't going to vote for him in 2012 anyway. Now, what it oddly does is it does save blue dog Democrats, perhaps. Uh, of course, the blue dog mm. Democrats in large numbers voted against the health care uh, bill that just came out of the House, some interesting political analysis uh, on who are the Blue Dog uh, Democrats uh, in the uh, New York Review of Books by uh, Michael Tomaski, um, the December 3rd edition. It's an interesting article showing so- somewhat of the breakdown regarding the Blue Dog Coalition. Some of the Blue Dogs actually did vote uh, for the health care um, Package And there were a few liberals like Dennis Kucinich, iconoclastic types, Mm -hmm. that were basically voted against the bill because it was so flawed from the left-wing perspective. I doubt Obama is going to face a serious challenge within the Democratic Party for his own re-election. Oh, well, sure. Um, Dennis Kucinich, uh, (laughs) notwithstanding, he'll probably run again um, on uh, single-payer and— well, and I, getting out of Afghanistan, and, and, and many people will be glad that he will. And yeah, maybe it will raise some issues. Important
0: that those issues be raised.
1: But um, Obama really needs to wind down the Iraq uh, occupation uh, more rapidly. Asap. Yeah. Than than I think he's, you know, he's suggesting that this will happen by 2011. But I would actually urge him to. Speed that up by a year and get a considerable number of those troops out uh, even before next year's congressional Democrats. On the other hand, there are obviously going to be a wing of liberal Democrats uh, in the Congress, uh, not as many in the Senate, but certainly more in the House. You know, the Progressive Caucus, mm-hmm. the uh, the the Black Congressional Caucus, these types of uh, liberal Democrats that are openly going to oppose this escalation uh, as just a uh, you know, throwing more money down a rat hole yeah. uh, with with unknown results at the end of the day, like I say, there is no halfback to to hand the ball off to here with Karzai uh, in my opinion, uh, he has to do a lot of work, and of course, these murky coalitions that uh, the United States gets involved with in any Afghan escalation are murky indeed and not reliable. Um, this is not. Uh, situation where we're allied with say the the British and the French yeah. in World War two, you know even Stalin, as criminal as he was, was fairly reliable when it came to fulfilling his word regarding commitments regarding uh counter invasions and Troop movements. Troop movements and, and, you know, issues that were discussed amongst the, quote, Big Three during, uh, you know, World War II as it developed. But uh, it's remarkable that the American media does not see that we really have been in Afghanistan for 30 years and that we have formed alliances with very murky partners indeed. And how ironic that one of the uh, uh, three uh, nation states to a – uh, recognized the Taliban uh, in the 1990s was the United Arab Emirates, which, of course, has been in the news because of this uh, Dubai world uh, uh, financial collapse. Apparently, they're going to have trouble paying off their bonds. Uh, yeah, their that debt. whole
0: debacle looks a little confusing and convoluted. But the other country, which, of course, recognized the Taliban, was Pakistan
1: and Saudi Arabia. <laughs> So it was a
0: mystery. And of course, that was another. That was the
1: coalition of the welling.
0: Right. uh, Big ripple in the pond uh, last week was the sort of announcement that listeners of Gray Matters have known about for years that the Bush administration took their eye off the ball, gave up when they had bin Laden supposedly pinned down to such and such a location. And now that's being officially explicitly acknowledged.
1: Yeah, apparently and, a Senate uh, uh, report today uh, made that public. It was already pretty much public, I've always believed, that uh, Bush allowed bin Laden to escape. He wanted bin Laden to be out there because he needed a prop for— A useful uh,
0: Goldstein-type his, enemy in you know, uh,
1: 1984. Needless to say, as I've always argued, uh, assuming that al-Qaeda was exclusively behind 9-11, they didn't have other— uh, actors involved or uh, double agents involved in the operation, uh, they accomplished what they wanted to um, on 9-11 to the extent that the United States sort of overreacted, overreached. And, um, you know, a recent article in the Columbia Journalism Review puts the total expenses in Afghanistan thus far um, since uh, Bush declared war on the 7th of October, 2001, which uh, is eight years ago, uh, longer than World War One and World War II combined, uh, if you want to look at it uh, mathematically, Bush was never very good at math or anything else really no, nothing else. Um, it's remarkable, but uh, an article in the Columbia Journalism Review. Uh, pretty much pointed out that the United States has already spent almost a quarter of a trillion dollars in Afghanistan, never mind the $1 trillion on the Iraq uh, adventure, to uh, paraphrase the former German prime minister. And to follow up on that uh,
0: spending uh, comment there, uh, an interesting article uh, about public opinion in a town closely associated with uh, Camp Pendleton, a large marine base in California. These are all, a lot of the people who live in the area are ex-servicemen themselves, and some of them are not too happy about the prospects of this uh, upcoming uh, rise in troop numbers in Afghanistan. One guy, a former uh, Navy Corps dude, says that you don't build a house if you don't have the money. More interesting to me, though, is the quote by a guy named Mr. Armstrong, who uh, served in Vietnam in the uh, Medical Corps. In the years since Vietnam, he is and I'm reading from Matthew Garahan's article here, in the years since he has worked with veterans suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder and other psychological problems associated with combat, uh, Mo Armstrong says, quote, Is Afghanistan worth it? I'm at the point where I don't think it is anymore. I'm seeing people with personality disorders as a result of repeated tours. I came out of Vietnam blown out of my mind, and it took me 20 years to get things settled. I did one tour. But there are guys now who've done four or five tours. I'm worried about the well-being of the troops. We're going to have 350,000 psychological casualties. You have to ask, is it worth losing our people? And He's asking the very real question. Uh, even guys who survive the military campaigns... Traumatized.
1: Sure, I mean the numbers are twenty five percent, according to the own uh, the military's own records on post traumatic stress syndrome. So suicide
0: rates are at an all time high among service members. Families Mm -hmm. are suffering economically. There are numerous costs that are you know manifold beyond simply the dollar cost of the expense of the war itself. These guys who come back with physical and psychological uh, difficulties are going to have to be paid for. That's the very least the country owes them. And uh, will there be the money for that? And so, when you've got veterans, army guys, you know, strong support the troops, folks, making you know comments like this, uh, I would hope that uh, I find it probably unlikely. But I would hope that uh, Barack Obama will listen to the great uh, funkadelic album, uh, "Maggot Brain," one more time before he makes the speech. And uh, reading a little quote from that, I I played this afternoon, and it really hit the core. Here for me, I have tasted the maggots in the mind of the universe, and I was not offended. For I knew that if I did not rise above it, I would drown in my own. Beep. That's what Afghanistan's turned into for America, and we're going to have to get out of there. And that's just simply the truth. There's nothing to be offended about uh, the effort that's been spent by troops, by dead that have fallen there. We need
1: to cut out of there
0: as soon as possible. There's nothing to be gained and too much to lose.
1: Yeah, and I think that this, once again, gets back to the political mistakes that uh, a novice like Obama made. It was obviously, for political reasons, wise for him to uh, attack the Iraq War because that was a uh, mistake, but uh, to paraphrase an old European diplomat uh, regarding uh, one of Britain's uh, misadventures somewhere in the Crimean uh, Peninsula, I think he said, it's worse than a crime. It is a blunder. And um, as I say, the Taliban are not going to defeat America militarily. But what will be accomplished in the long run is a little unclear. And it's this, it's the terrain. It's the, you know, the dispersal of the troops over an enormous area, um, you know, the Germans, for instance, are, are having uh, qualms, to say the least, about their uh, military operations that are actually in northern Afghanistan, up in the Mazar Sharif uh, region. Yeah. So it's a little unclear, you know, what, uh, wh- how these troops are actually going to advantage the United States in any significant way. There have been some minor improvements, by the way, in some of the actual tactics uh, in Afghanistan. It's interesting that the United States was using, uh, you know, units as few as like maybe two dozen to guard little areas of of territory in these little so-called protecting the population, which is a counterinsurgency theory concept that uh, Frederick Hagan brought to, to bear in, in Iraq, and uh, I guess at some level um, Obama is hoping that uh, that Petraeus, um, who was the architect to some extent of the uh, Iraq, uh, quote, surge, will have similar success in Afghanistan, but the Iraq surge, I think, is a more complicated um you know, the history is a little more complicated the united states in fact really was replacing other coalition forces that were being withdrawn by various countries and in, in addition some of the success there was simply bribery you know the the so-called awakening in western iraq as well as the uh, strategic decision by muqtada al-sadr to stand his troops down to have his uh, troops uh, stand down and uh, to, uh, to to quote another uh, Relatively expert military uh, writer on the, the Iraq surge, uh, Thomas Ricks, he pointed out that, well, in Iraq, we, we really probably need to get out to let them have the civil war that they want to have. So even while there have been uh, substantive gains in Iraq on the surface, the question is, are they enduring what will happen 10 years from now, 20 years from now? Uh, because obviously the United States can't stay there forever either. Uh, though, Despite uh, John McCain's best efforts. Yeah. And Joe Lieberman, McCain, yes. The uh, the hawks that don't want to pay for the war. So it'll be interesting also, by the way, to see how the Obey, uh, the David Obey yeah. uh, proposal g- goes because that's realism. That's what the costs are. Let's Absolutely. pay for it. Yeah. The sacrifice. Uh, uh, higher taxes. Um, Tax high school football. That'll end the war real quick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Either that or uh, phone applications. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've argued that the gas tax needs to be increased. It should have been increased a long time ago because it hasn't gone up since the early 90s. And well, there's enough roads that need work for the allocation of those funds yeah. to be necessary. So. Even the state of Michigan uh, could uh, hike the gas tax a couple of pennies to maybe solve some of their budget sure. problems. Uh, interesting. Uh, just... Pretty much out of time, I guess we're being told. But it looks like Mike Huckabee might have taken a big fall today. Interesting. I don't know if you heard about this, but he apparently commuted the sentence of the guy that executed the cops yesterday in oh. the state of Washington. A little worse than Willie Horton. Um, the old law and order crowd won't like that. No. Very much. Anyway. We are being told we're out of time. You have been listening to Gray Matters down here on uh, WCBN FM Ann Arbor, so do stay tuned. Yazoo City Calling is coming up next. Thanks to Alex Belhaj for uh, engineering. And uh, go blue. You are listening.